Greetings, my name is Walford Kaufman. I'm the pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina. And we're continuing our study through the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea. Now, if you want to get your Bibles out and look, go to Matthew, then turn left, and it won't take you too long to find Hosea. Or you can go to Daniel and turn right, and there you should find us in no time. So get your Bibles open and, and be looking and let me share with you, this is not like a verse-by-verse verse study. A lot of verses, but Hosea is a book that jumps around topic-wise. It's kind of ADHD uh, kind of concept, you know, attention deficit there, jumping around. But the subject is about the unfaithfulness of the people of Israel. And so a key verse, and that is Hosea 5, verse 7. And they are unfaithful to the Lord. They give birth to illegitimate children. What a way to start this Bible study. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we look at your precious word, teach wife Gomer. This is about uh, your relationship with Israel and also it's the relationship with the church of today, with believers of today, with us of today. So teach us, guide us through this time of study. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to be looking at the Lord's faithless people. And so God suffers when His people suffer. Hosea was able to look deep into the heart of God by the infidelity of his own wife, Gomer. And so we love to use the words, God is love. But when we say that, we need to remember this. God is love. And that means He hurts when we do not love Him back. And so the first thing we see is deserting the Lord. That's what was happening to the people of Israel. See, the relationship between God and the people of Israel was very special. There's no other nation today that has a relationship with God like Israel. Now, I do not like all the things that Israel is doing. There's some things I think, no, no, that's not right. But I'm not going against the people of Israel because these are God's people. Now, it's a forsaken piece of land. I'll be honest, I have been there to Israel many, many years ago. And I want to tell you, why did He pick those people out? It kind of tells me something. God always picks the most unusual people like us to be followers of His. If He can pick the people of Israel, He can pick us. And He does. He loves us that much. Deuteronomy 7, 6 says this, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be His people, His treasured possession. So that's the people of Israel. And so we're going to look how special this is as He talks about how they were special, but now they've deserted Him. Hosea 1-2 says this, When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. Hosea 2-2, Rebuke your mother. Now see, this is going from that wife of Gomer. Now this concept of a mother and how hard that is on a child to realize their mother is a harlot. But this says here, rebuke your mother, uh, for she is not my wife, for I am not her husband. Let her remove the adulterous look from her face and the unfaithfulness from between her breast. Hosea 2.13 
I will punish her for the days she burned incense to the bells. She decked herself with rings and jewelry and went after her lovers. But me she forgot, declares the Lord. Hosea 4.12 My people consult a wooden idol and a diviner's rod speaks to them. A spirit of prostitution leads them astray. They are unfaithful to their God. That you, did you hear that? A spirit of prostitution. In Hosea 5.7, they are unfaithful to the Lord. They give birth to illegitimate children. When they celebrate their new moon feast, He will devour their lands. And he continues, Hosea 7.13, Woe to them because they have strayed from me. Destruction to them because they have rebelled against me. I long to redeem them. Listen to the heart of God. I long to redeem them, but they speak about me falsely. Hosea 10.2, their heart is deceitful, and now they must bear their guilt. The Lord will demolish their altars and destroy their sacred stones. I mean, it just continues on and on. Moses and Joshua and other leaders in the Scripture there, they feared this also. But Hosea was living this out in a very personal way. Uh, he was seeing the end results of what these others had talked about. He was seeing all this. It was not a sudden decision. It was a slow, gradual inner decay. Uh, it's like dry rot. You ever heard of dry rot? It may look good, but the inside is just deteriorated where there's nothing there. See, like a dreaded disease that spread everywhere. It affected all the classes of people. It didn't matter. Young and old, rich and poor, all in between, civil and religious leaders. This, this attitude of prostitution, turning away from God, turning to false gods, it affected the prophets, the priests, the kings, the prince, all these folks. They were no longer God's people. They, think about that concept. Think about in America today that we, were, we are no longer God's people and He was no longer their God. Would we not be crying out? And we should be crying out today for we're finding ourselves just like this. And so we see that they committed spiritual adultery. You know, in Matthew 5, 31 through 32, this is the only place that we see that the adultery is the only scriptural ground for divorce. You know, well, I just don't, we just can't communicate. We're just, we're not on the same page. We're not, we're not alike. Those are not spiritual uh, foundations for divorce, uh, ground for divorce. It's only in adultery. Listen to this. This is from Matthew 5, 31 through 32. It has been said, anyone who divorces a wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I, this is Jesus speaking. I tell you that anyone who divorces wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. No other sin, no other sin, uh, no or other shortcomings, no other human weaknesses. Why? Why is adultery? It's because it's the betrayal of all that marriage stands for. All that marriage stands for. See, marriage is the union, and I'm going to have to be very specific here. Marriage is a union between a man and a woman. 
Okay? Have to get that straight in this day and time. It guaranteed certain intimate personal relationships which belongs only to those two, the husband and the wife. Marriage is more than a ceremony. It is a continuing relationship. Well, I got married back on this date. Well, you know what? That marriage is continuing right on. It takes both love and loyalty to keep it on a level that God intended it to be. But we need to get that message across today, don't we? And so what destroys the sanctity of marriage? What destroys the sanctity of marriage? Sin and selfishness. Sin and selfishness. Hosea was experiencing this in a very personal way. His own wife, Gomer. Uh, but this is not to excuse it, but this is to explain what, what God's relationship with Israel is going through. God used this opportunity to get this message out. And so when this prophet, when uh, Hosea stood, he was crying out from a heart because of what happened in his own life and what was happening to people of Israel. And so uh, we need to remember what Hosea, in that time he's going through, not just with his wife, but what was happening in that society and that time with those people. This was the norm. This has gotten to be the lifestyle. It was accepted in Hosea's day uh, that marriage was nothing. Virtue and infidelity were scarce. And so uh, though uh, Hosea's counterparts, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, dealt with the same problem, they didn't deal with it like Hosea did. It was from his heart. Uh, so... Uh, if you read through the book, and I won't go through this because it takes a little bit too much time, you will see so many words uh, like or related to the words of uh, adultery and harlots and prostitutes. Uh, speaks of the exceeding sinfulness of the people of Israel. Uh, but don't put Hosea down. I mean, he used some pretty tough words, but if you look what Jesus said about the, the sin, uh, sexual sins, that's a better way to say it, uh, he hit it pretty hard. And Paul, he dealt with it pretty too, bad too. So Hosea, he's speaking from anger, from hurt, from pain, and all that he's going through. So God intended Hosea's message to be hard. It's kind of like, uh, I'm going in to have surgery. Think about it. It's not happening to me, but think about going into surgery. There's this little spot we need to take. Well, we're going to go in there and just pat it and say that's not. No, you want that surgeon to go in. If there's a spot that's cancer, you want it cut all the way out. It, yeah, it's going to be painful, but you want to deal with the problem. That's why Hosea's message is tough. It's hard. And so uh, here is where Hosea's prophetic message is different than the others. I mean, Jeremiah and Ezekiel and all these kind of folks. It was saturated in loving concern. It's like telling your loved one, I don't want you to go through the surgery. I don't want you to go through that. But if this was going to take for you to get better, it's hard, but we want you to be healed. That's what's happening. Hosea and God were dealing with people, with people with a deep sin that needed to be cut out. And so, but what we find is these folks are losing all sense of values, much like today. Think about it. Uh, we long for those good old days with the, the, you know, the good and the bad. You remember when you used to watch movies and you could tell who the good guy was and who the bad guy was? And then they started having the movies. You know, the guys that was wearing white end up being the bad guys and guys in the black end up being so-called good guys. 
But we long for that where everything is uh, black and white and we understand. But see, we live such a, a dull, gray life. It's hard. It's confusing. What's good? What's bad? Uh, just to hit a few things, what's happened with, here in Hosea. Hosea 4, verse 11 and 12. To prostitution, old wine and new wine, take away their understanding. My people consult a wooden idol and a diviner's rod speaks to them. A spirit of prostitution leads them astray. They are unfaithful to their God. And then we see Hosea 7, 2. But they do not realize that I remember all their evil deeds. Boy, we need to be reminded of that. That's happened this day. God remembers all our evil deeds. Their sins engulfed them. They are always before me. Hosea 7.11 says this, Ephraim is like a dove, easily deceived and senseless, now calling to Egypt, now turning to Assyria. See, what makes this so bad about the people of Israel? They had a wonderful religious background. Think about it. Religious background. What's going on today? There are folks that grew up in the church. They can quote scripture. And then they go out and live one of the most sinful lives that could ever be. Here's the people of Israel. What happened was they started getting slowed up with these idols and turning away from God. And what was slowed up came to a stop and then it was a real quick backsliding of them. Sliding back. But God always loved them always provided a way for them. His passion for them was still so strong. Hosea 14 verse 1 says this, Return, Israel, to Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. And then Hosea 14 4, I will heal their waywardness and love them freely, for my anger has turned away from them. He wants them. He desires them. But what we find is they're trusting in idols. They're trusting in idols. Uh, and what we find at Hosea 2, verse 8. Now, I told you we're hitting a lot of Scripture. And I'm going to try to find a way maybe to put this on uh, that you can get this Scripture later on. But please uh, understand. Hosea 2, 8. Uh, she has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the grain, the new wine and oil, who lavished on her the silver and gold which they used for Baal. Oh, my goodness. Here's, here's the Lord... He's taking care of them, but they want to give credit to Baal. Hosea 3.1, And the Lord said to me, Go show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love those sacred raisin cakes. That's a good study about those raisin cakes, but that was used to, to, as part of worship to false gods, to Baal. And then Hosea 10.1, Israel was a spreading vine. He brought forth fruit for, for himself. As his fruit increased, he built more altars. As his land prospered, he adorned his sacred stones. In other words, God was blessing, God was doing, and they were turning around and not looking to God, but looking to these false gods, especially Baal. Evidence is everywhere that's going on. And Hosea 2.5, Their mother has been unfaithful and has conceived them in disgrace. She said, I will go after my lovers who give me my food and my water, my wool and my linen, my olive oil and my drink. Baal was getting credit for all that God has done. Uh, but we need to be very careful today. Are we not doing the same thing? I mean, did you, did you provide everything? for? Well, I've worked hard. 
I, I, I pulled myself up my own bootstrap. But who gave you the bootstraps in the first place? God did. God didn't. You wouldn't have a breath today if it wasn't for God. And you think you're in control. I'll tell you what, we'll find out very quickly we're not in control. God is. And so all this. And what you find uh, in this study of Hosea is a fusion of beliefs. Oh, they were worshiping God, but they also worshiping Baal. They're worshiping the sun God. They're worshiping this. They're worshiping this fusion of today. That's happening. I mean, the, the folks that you see with all, that uh, bumper stickers that let's coexist, we're picking all these different uh, false gods and then we add Jesus in there. I want to tell you, that's where we're getting so polluted that we need to realize there is one and only God. Only one. He sent His Son, Jesus, who paid the price that we'll be saved. Nobody else has paid that price. Only Him. So it's only Jesus. Think about this. Uh, we need to be careful that just because it feels good or sound nice does not mean that we're worshiping. Uh, we need to strive to have worship that brings honor and glory to the one and true God. And so, uh, so not only were they having trouble with these false gods, not only having trouble with these idols, but they were forming compromising uh, alliances. We're kind of moving from this uh, personal level to the level of the whole country what they're doing. Of course, it's made up of leaders and all that. So what's happened is uh, with the relationship God had with Israel, they did not need anybody else. And this is what we need to learn in America today. Uh, we want to lift up this particular faith and this kind of belief, and we won't do this, but we're putting Christ down. Now that's the worst. We only need Christ to take care of this country of ours today. But what was happening in this country they were, they were turning to Assyria. They were turning to this country and that country and all this. And so, you know, they should have trust God, but instead, let's go get in a partnership with this. Uh, they started uh, trusting political diplomacy. Uh, do we hear that in this day and time? Then what about military alliances? You scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. If you, somebody comes fight you, we'll come help you, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what about economic agreements? Economic agreements. You know, we provide this, you provide that. And what we found out something through this COVID-19. You know, uh, when certain countries cut it off, we're paying a price for it, right? We're not getting items into this country like we used to. And what's happening? See, they even played one nation against the other. You know, this, you can help me with this and I'll, you know, I'll do that. And we'll, you know, get these nations against each other. So Hosea's preaching, if you look through this study, it shows disgust for the leaders of Israel. I mean, I mean, from the top down. They were turning to other nations. They were turning to other people. They were turning to other money, I guess you could call it like that, instead of turning to God. Um, I'm recording this, and on this, a week from this day, we're going to be voting. Now, some of you probably already voted early. But we're going to be voting for a president of the United States. And we're voting for other offices too. But instead of trusting these people, let's trust God. Let's pray for God to guide us to the right people. But those people need to fall on their knees before an almighty God and say, God, what do you want me to do? That's what we need to be doing. See, Hosea 8 
8 through 10. Hosea 8, 8 through 10. Listen to this. Israel is swallowed up. Now she is among the nations, like something no one wants. For they have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey wandering alone. Ephraim has sold herself to lovers. Although they have sold themselves among the nations, I will now gather them together. They will begin to waste away under the opposition of the mighty king. We need to be reminded that we're to help others. We're to encourage others. We're to work with other nations. But when we are to stand alone and trust the almighty God. So I want to encourage you as you pray for our nation. And that's what we're learning about forgiveness and strength in, in a marriage, but also we're talking about our nation in this study of Hosea. As you pray, pray that we pray for our sins, confess our sins as a nation. We're trusting money and power and people more than the Almighty God. That's a sin. See, that is a sin. Confess our sins. We need to toss out our idols. Our idols. I want to tell you, our idols are the Republican Party, the Democratic Party. It is uh, entertainment. Our, our idols of today is money and possessions. Toss these idols out and worship the one and true God. And then we need to trust God completely. Do we need to trust the United Nations? It's good that you can work together, but my trust is not in the United Nations. Is my trust in our Senate? Is my trust in Congress? Is my trust in just who's in the White House? My trust is to be in an almighty God, the one and only God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we seek you that today we will trust you like never, never before. Lord, our nation needs you. We're not Israel. We never could be Israel. But we have been a great nation. And Lord, that many leaders that trusted in you and followed your ways. But Lord, we have become polluted and deluded. We have become polluted with all the things of the world instead of trusting you. Today, we've been watered down as believers, even the church. Today, let us return to true worship as confessing our sins and trusting in you. Bless each one that's watching this, listen to this, and thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we'll get back to study this next week, but uh, Hosea, what a wild study. But you know what? It's right home today, isn't it? Take care.